ಓಮ ಜ್ಞಾನ ಚಿರಂಧ್ಯಾನಂಜನ ಶಲಾಕ ಚಕ್ಷುಣಿಲಿತೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ I've been asked to give a talk pertinent to the subject of initiation as the initiation will follow uh probably most of us have heard this kind of lecture many times following in the footsteps of Srila Prabhupada I will speak that which we have heard many times you may have noticed Srila Prabhupada listening to his lectures you may hear him sometimes said i have several times said following which we know follow, what will follow is something which we've heard shri prabhupada say many times not several times many times but as shri prabhupada commented repetition is necessary for proper understanding uh before an initiation ceremony Srila Prabhupada would either personally or through some of his leading disciples speak on the ten offenses to be avoided while chanting the holy names of the Lord which in most ISKCON centers is recited daily and uh, Srila Prabhupada would speak or through one of his leading disciples uh, have announced the the significance of initiation so i shall do so i don't have so much time but i'll go through all these points in the time that i have and yata kalam yata shakti according to the time and according to my ability to do so the ten offenses against the holy name we've all heard them Uh, I can only speak for myself, but I uh, am quite expert in the ten offenses. <laughs> but we should be endeavouring to be free from the offenses to the Holy Name. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after describing the 64 processes, or the 64 principal processes, of devotional service to Rupa Goswami which Rupa Goswami later elaborated on in his Bhaktiya Samhita Sindhu Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said Bhajane Madhye Shrishta Navavidha Bhakti Krishna Prem Krishna Dite Dhare Mahashakti of all the 64 processes the nine processes Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Pada, Sevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Satram, Atmanivedanam. The nine processes uh, are the best because they have great potency for delivering Krishna, Prema and Krishna. Furthermore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Tarma Dhe Sarva Shrishta, Nama Sankirtan, Niraparadhe Nama Loyale Pai Premadham. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that among the nine processes, the best of all is Nama Sankirtan, congregational chanting of the holy names of Krishna. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that if one follows this process, he can get the wealth of love of Krishna. But there's one other word in there, Niraparadhe, which means without offenses. 
if one chants without offenses, one can attain the wealth of love of Krishna. On the other hand, we also find in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Well, there are so many quotes about the holy name, about chanting the holy names. Krishna mantra hoite hobe shamsamochan krishna nam hoite pabe krishna chalam. By chanting the Krishna mantra, one is relieved from material existence. By chanting the name of Krishna, one attains the lotus feet of Krishna. In this way, there are many, many uh, verses glorifying hearing and chanting about Krishna. Uh, there's also the warning, Bahu Janma Kare Jali Shravan Kirtan Tabuta Napai Krishna Pade Premadhan. That even though hearing and chanting about Krishna is the process especially recommended in this age for attaining love of Krishna, it is possible to hear and chant about Krishna for many lifetimes and not get the result. If one is uh, doing so offensively, so we should know what these offenses are. And hopefully most of us know what these offenses are, at least we we can list them. But it's good that we also understand what they are. Consider them from time to time. So the first offense is Sadhu Ninda, which Srila uh, Prabhupada translates as to blaspheme the devotees who have dedicated their lives for propagating Krishna consciousness all over the world. The uh, word ninda covers a, a wide spectrum. Within English we have terms from criticize up to blaspheme. <coughs> so to blaspheme, to, to enviously ascribe faults to persons who uh, are very dear to Krishna because they are doing what Krishna wants to spreading Krishna consciousness. Or even any devotee. Actually, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching is, uh, what is that? Prani matre udbegna That to not give disturbance to any living being. We find in Chaitanya Charitamrita, taken from Skanda Purana, the narration of a hunter who, by the mercy of Narad Muni, became uh, so exalted in spiritual life by Krishna consciousness that he didn't even like to tread on an ant. He took great pain not to tread on an ant. We can't imagine in the modern age in which uh, great intelligence and uh, money is invested in making highly efficient mechanized slaughterhouses for killing People are very concerned about genocide and human rights. And they hold peace conferences in which they serve exquisite dishes of uh, very expertly prepared meat preparations. So uh, the whole society is dedicated to uh, animal slaughter, giving pain to others. The Vaishnava should not give pain to anyone, but especially I should not criticize a devotee, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasar Thakur. Uh, he gave the example, what happens 
if one attempts to blaspheme a Vaishnava, he said it's like spitting at the sky. You can't reach the sky. The sky is not affected. Someone who's in very high consciousness is not disturbed by someone who in low consciousness attempts to blaspheme them. But if you attempt to spit at the sky, what happens? It comes right back in your face. So, uh, it's most harmful to our own Krishna consciousness. Uh, if we indulge in uh, blasphemy of persons who have dedicated them, particularly devotees who are preaching pure Krishna consciousness, much more could be said about that. There's little time. Then the second offense is to consider that the names of demigods are equal to or independent of the name of Lord Vishnu, or to consider that to glorify anyone other than Krishna is also kirtan. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, is a descript- Narad Muni describes in his previous life, or one of his previous to previous life, he was a good singer, Gandharva. He was expert in singing. He was born with the uh, musical ability. But he used the in the heavenly planets at a festival that was uh, organized for glorification of Vishnu. He uh, used his musical talent to sing what Srila Prabhupada called cinema songs. Of course, I presume there weren't cinemas there, but Srila Prabhupada used that as a generic term. Mundane songs meant for entertainment, uh, for which fault he was uh, cursed by the demigods, sent down to become a shooter, sent down to this planet. So to consider that there is Ganesh Kirtan, Kali Kirtan, Sai Baba Kirtan, even to consider that, that others are to be glorified on the same level as Lord Vishnu, what to speak of, chant their names in, in the Kirtan form that is specifically meant for glorifying Lord Krishna, it is an offense to Krishna. Now uh, in America it's become popular, some kind of Kirtan, in which they chant the names of Krishna and then the different demigods' names with the Mayavad misconception that all are the same. Just chant any do whatever feels good. The whole idea of chanting what we like to chant because it makes us feel good is offensive to the holy name. And there's a lot of that going on. If it makes me feel good, it's kirtan. Glorification of my, either glorification of myself to show what a great singer I am, to show what big muscles I have, I can pound the drum so heavily, uh, or to enjoy the, the sound of this singing uh, without thinking how this is actually meant for Krishna's pleasure and not my pleasure. These are all offensive attitudes in chanting and by such chanting uh, people in general may be pleased but Krishna won't be pleased so the result of chanting is uh, not actually bhakti but it's 
antithetical to bhakti, it's, it's offensive. The third offense is gurura bhagya, to disobey the orders of the spiritual master or consider him an ordinary person. This is maybe for people in the West the most difficult, especially in America, the land of the brave, the land of the free, uh, in which free speech, rugged individualism, etc., etc., are propagated as American ideals. Of course, it's just a bunch of baloney. Everyone is uh, tied into the, who's free? Everyone's tied into the economic system. Uh, but the, uh, the idea that one has to accept orders from someone who's not paying you for doing so is, uh, is considered an affront to human dignity. That you take, if you're paid, then you can take some orders. Otherwise, why should you do what anyone says? We should be free. What? This is mind control. This is manipulation. Actually, it's a fact. If, unless, uh, the, unless the Guru is actually giving instructions by which the disciple is benefited, then it is manipulation. And there has, has been and is ongoing a lot of it. A lot of what is called guru-disciple relationship is manipulation and exploitation. Or we have another kind of guru in the modern age, which uh, who is considered a spiritual guide. Srila Prabhupada translated guru as spiritual master, but often it's preferred spiritual guide. There's a big difference between those two terms. You just have a guide, just nice guy. <laughs> you keep a picture of the guru, and uh, if you remember, offer a little incense in the morning, and when you see him, uh, fold your hands together, and maybe if he behaves yourself, you can give him a little money to make him make him feel good and make you feel good. But spiritual master means. We offer respect for uh, having delivered me from the darkness of ignorance by opening my eyes with the application of knowledge. So this uh, relationship is a very serious one. We often hear about guru-disciple relationships and uh, sometimes thought the guru-disciple relationship, well, the most important thing is he should smile at me or say something to make me feel good. Uh, we see that Krishna, he began, once he took the role, once the Arjuna accepted the role of disciple to Krishna, the first thing Krishna said was, called him, in Srila Prabhupada's words, a damn fool. A shochanam vashochas drunk pragyavadams chabhashase. You're speaking as if you, you're really speaking as if you know what you're talking about. But actually, uh, learned people don't talk such foolish words as you do. 
If you actually know what you're talking about, then why are you so confused? This is the implication. So, uh, spiritual master means, uh, one accepts a spiritual master, not as Srila Prabhupada said, like a pet, like a pet dog. Come here, pat him on the head, okay, go away. Uh, many years ago, um, in Calcutta, one devotee told me he'd visited one big, members of one big business family, and, uh, he said to them how we are preaching the message of Bhagavad Gita. He said, well, we're also preaching. We just, we just send our guru out on a preaching tour. <laughs> so this idea that, okay, now you go, you go and tell him what to do. There's not spiritual master. Spiritual master means uh, one accepts the instruction with the faith that by doing so, my best interest will be served. Even if I don't understand it fully, uh, I should do so. Of course, blind faith is not uh, advisable. Krishna never asked Arjuna to blindly follow what he said. And Arjuna asked many questions. Arjuna even repeated himself several times. Krishna wanted Arjuna to follow, but on the platform of understanding. But the basic instructions should be followed. At the time of initiation, one uh, vows to chant, and the, the basic is to vow to follow four regulated principles and chant a fixed number of rounds. But it's understood that on top of that, everything else should be followed uh, according to the principle, Anukulyasya Sankalpa Pratikulyasya Varjanam. One should accept everything that is favorable for advancing in Krishna consciousness and reject everything that is detrimental to our advancement. And there are many rules which, uh, again, especially in the modern age, uh, people might think it's uh, fanatical or too much. But just like uh, we can buy food anyway, and Hopefully it's vegetarian if we don't look too carefully at the ingredients listed on the packet. Uh, we can, there are so many nice things we can eat, but a devotee vows only to take Krishna prasad, which means that which is cooked specifically by devotees for Krishna's pleasure and offered to Krishna with love for his pleasure is the devotee's vow. Without following this, then that the mind becomes contaminated by eating food which is cooked or offered by uh, sensually inclined people. So there are many such rules to follow. One should associate with devotees. One should uh, utilize one's time for activities of hearing and chanting about and serving Krishna. Accepting initiation means to uh, accept a way of life which is fully centered on Krishna. It's a great challenge, especially in modern America, which uh, the whole atmosphere is antithetical to a life of sense control, a life of uh, commitment 
to the principles of Krishna consciousness. So, uh, nevertheless, one who takes initiation vows to do so. So, those who do so, please do so. It is seen that many, after accepting initiation, they come to the standard of initiation, which is it's not a small thing. In one sense, initiation is the beginning. Uh, yet on the other hand, we don't accept people for, initi for initiation unless we see that they're very serious to follow the path. It's not an easy path. In some ways it's easy. I mean, if we see what people had to do in previous ages to become spiritually realized, or what Dhruva Maharaj did, then uh, simply to chant and follow a few principles is quite easy. But considering the whole culture and way of life in America, it, it may seem very difficult to do. And many uh, who take to that, they come to the standard, which is, it's quite a standard to come to this level that I want, I vow to follow these principles throughout my life. It's a great commitment. Some don't follow that through, but that is not good. Having taken this vow, one should uh, very strictly adhere to it, despite all difficulty. Uh, the fourth offense against the Holy Name is to blaspheme the Vedic literature or literature episodes of the Vedic Russian, Shruti and Smriti. means basically the Vedic literature. The, uh, the Holy Name, the glories of the Holy Name are established within Shastra. Uh, one should uh, follow the rules of Shastra. One should not think that, well, I'm chanting Hare Krishna, so I don't need to follow the rules of Shastra, or they don't apply to me, or they're not meaningful, or Vyasadeva was wrong, Prabhupada was wrong, any such thoughts means that we are wrong, and we don't attain love of Krishna. So, and that's another great step to have faith in Shastra, which uh, m much of what is stated in Shastra is contrary to that which is stated in our school books, that which we see on TV, if we are so stupid as to watch TV, that which uh, is generally accepted by people in general. But to think that Vyasadeva is wrong, and for instance Stephen Hawking is right, is uh, an offence to Vyasadeva, and an offence to the Holy Name. So one has to have firm faith that what Vyasadeva has given, what Krishna has given, what all the Acharyas have given, what Prabhupada has given, which is all based on the knowledge of Shastra, and that is correct to uh, postulate otherwise means that uh, we offend the Shastra, we offend Krishna, we offend Vyasadi, we offend all the Acharyas, and we don't attain love of Krishna. The fifth offense is to consider the glories of chanting Hare Krishna. 
as imagination. Some people, they think that, well, in Shastra it's stated that simply by chanting Hare Krishna you can get free from all sins and such statements, they are there to encourage people in this pious activity of chanting Hare Krishna. But actually it's not really true. But it's just there to encourage people. That one cannot actually attain love of Krishna or uh, get free from material existence simply by chanting. But anyway, let people think like that. Let them chant. It's good for them. So people who think like that are also offenders to the Holy Name. This is uh, clear in the uh, anecdote described in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. When one Gopal Chakravarti, who was supposed to be a Haina nun in Brahmana, uh, blasphemed Haidash Thakur for Haidash Thakur's statements that simply by chanting the Holy Name one can get freedom from material existence. Similar is to uh, put some mundane interpretation on the Holy Name. To think that the name of Krishna is allegorical. As one uh, Swami from South India who is now uh, house guest of a great devotee named Yamaraj said uh, Krishna means black Black means unknown, therefore Krishna means unknown. Therefore, no need to try to understand Krishna. So, malinterpretation. Instead of understanding Krishna as Arjuna understood, Param Brahma Param Dhamma Pavitram Paramam Bhava, as Brahma understood Krishna, or Brahma expressed his inability to understand Krishna because Krishna is so great. Uh, we try to relegate Krishna as, as the so-called Indologists. Some of them, uh, they postulate that the tribal god Krishna, his identity became conflated with that of the Vedic god Vishnu. And in this way they make up so many theories which... Uh, Manasijan, born from their imagination, in which they try by their uh, supposedly clever interpretations to avoid Krishna and relegate Krishna to the realm of mythology or to, to the realm of uh, being nondescript or unimportant. So such interpretations are certainly offensive to Krishna. Uh, the eighth offense is to consider that chanting of Hare Krishna is a pious activity such as those which are given in the Vedic literature for uh, elevation to the heavenly planets or, or for mitigation of sinful reactions. Many processes uh, religious processes are uh, offered in the Vedic literatures, performing sacrifices, performing vows, going on pilgrimage, fasting, uh, performing yoga practice. So many such uh, activities 
are offered and they are uh, undertaken for the sake of acquiring punya or pious results by which one can yeah, go to the heavenly planets, have a good birth in the future life, become free from sinful reactions. So some karmakandis or persons who are on the path of Vedic pious ritualism they consider it very generous of themselves to admit of the chanting of the holy names to be such a process. You can also chant Hare Krishna. That will also help you go to Swarga. It's not as good as performing sacrifices, but it's not a bad start. They may have such an opinion. But the chanting of Hare Krishna, the chanting of the names of Krishna, is a process on a level which is superlatively higher than any mundane process. The, the actual actual kirtan, glorification of Krishna, actual glorification of Krishna is a process which is beyond the three modes of material nature, beyond material desires, beyond even the desire for liberation. It is the pure function of the soul the liberated soul who understands that I am not this body, I have nothing to do with material enjoyment either in this life or in future lives. My only function, the only uh, meaning of my existence is to glorify Krishna. One who chants the names of Krishna with such an understanding is an actual performer of the kirtan of Krishna. Uh, and others who think that, well, we're doing it because let's do it to get some material benefit. Just like in Bengal, uh, in, in the summer, if the rain comes late, it's very hot and all the ponds are dried up and people are suffering in the heat, then they may, may the local villagers, they may get some water from somewhere or other and go and they have a kirtan party and throw water here and there with the idea that by doing so, by chanting the names of Krishna, that will invoke rain to fall. And then they say, oh very good, we chanted Hare Krishna and the rain fell. But that the rain will fall to, to invoke the chanting of Hare Krishna, or the names of Krishna, for some material result, rather than for uh, serving Krishna, praying to Krishna, the names of chanting the Hare Krishna mantra means to pray, O Krishna, O energy of Krishna, please engage me in your service. Instead, if we want to engage Krishna in our service, that our mundane service, then that's offensive to Krishna. It's offensive to him. The ninth offense is to uh, commit sinful activities on the strength of chanting Hare Krishna. If we think, well, you get free from all sinful reactions by chanting Hare Krishna, great. So, never mind if we do some sins, we'll chant Hare Krishna, we'll get free from that. So such a mentality is so wicked that even punishment in hell, that cannot uh, free us from that offense. It's such a perverted mentality. 
that uh, I show you. It's just, it's like uh, you know, passing stool and asking Krishna to clean up, something like this. It's, it's a very sinful mentality. So, that we can be free from all sins by chanting the holy names doesn't mean that we should commit sinful activities. Actually, if one is serious to be a devotee of Krishna, must vow to be uh, free from all sinful activities. One cannot be sinful and pure at the same time. Nor can we think that, well, I just do whatever I like and uh, we'll just chant. And Krishna, Krishna is very kind. He'll deliver us. He won't mind. Krishna loves his devotees, so... I'm a devotee, so what does it matter if I do a little sin here and there? But the, the symptom of a devotee is that they're not, of an actual devotee, is they're not inclined to perform any sinful activity whatsoever. The tenth offense, which uh, includes everything else, all that's been stated, plus everything else, is to uh, maintain the sense that I am separate from Krishna. I am this body, and sense enjoyment for this body is the goal of my life, even even after being instructed on the uh, actual purpose of chanting Hare Krishna. If we deliberately maintain material attachments or materialistic outlook on life, or, or we don't accept the teachings of the Shastra, then that's also offensive. And also, uh, it's also stated to be offensive to be inattentive while chanting the holy names, to not endeavor to actually pray to Krishna. Chanting Hare Krishna is the prayer to Krishna. Oh Krishna, oh energy of Krishna, means Radha Krishna. Please engage me in your service. So this chanting Hare Krishna, the Hare Krishna mantra, is the perfect prayer to Krishna, to Radha and Krishna. In Vrindavan, people generally chant Jai Radha. In reply, Srila Prabhupada would say Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna means praying to Radha and Krishna together. Radha and Krishna like to be together. So devotees, they like to invoke the names of Radha and Krishna. Not that we'll separate Radha from Krishna, or conceive of Radha as separate from Krishna. What is it? Krishna nama kare bhai radhika charana bhai radha name bhai krishna chandra. By chanting the name of Krishna, we get radhika charana, the lotus feet of Radha. And by chanting the name of Radha, we get Krishna. Because Krishna is interested in Radha and Radha is interested in Krishna. So if we're actually interested in serving Krishna, we have to be interested in serving Radha. And if we're actually interested in serving Radha, then we uh, have to serve Krishna. And the perfect way to serve them both is to chant the Hare Krishna mantra without offenses. So a few words about, I don't have much time, in fact I'm over time. I'll go over a few minutes. Uh, initiation, yeah. Uh, the importance of initiation. Well, uh, there's one verse in 
Srimad Bhagavatam spoken by Lord Krishna, which Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he stated, I, I will go on preaching this up to my last breath. So, everyone who's preaching Krishna consciousness and everyone who's practicing Krishna consciousness should know this verse, if not the Sanskrit, at least the import. Labdhvasu duralabhamidam bahusam bhavante manusham artadam anityam apihadhira turnam yatetanapatadanu mrityayava nishayasaya vishakalu sarvatasya. Lord Krishna instructs that having attained this human form of body, which is very rarely attained, it's only attained after many births, one should consider that this human life, although temporary, it will be finished in moments. In cosmic time, our lifespan is less than that of a sneeze of Lord Brahma. Lord Brahma sneezes and we've already been through 20 bodies in his sneezing time. It's uh, momentary. Kshana Bhangu. But at the same time, this human life is very valuable. Because in human life, and especially in human life in this planet, after the advent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we have the great opportunity to get free, even before Lord Brahma finished his sneeze, from birth and death, and attain to the lotus feet of Krishna. Lord Brahma sneezes, and oh! What happened? Oh, good. Went back to Godhead while I was sneezing. So, uh, considering this, we should do what an intelligent person should do, whatever is required, so that before this present bag of bones falls down, which it is destined to do, we don't have to take birth again. We heard today so many devotees' birthdays. Every day is a death day. Every day we're moving closer to death. Birthday means it's uh, so many years closer to the next death. How are you? People ask, how are you? Means uh, how many death? How close are we to death? Ayu hariti katita Hmm? What is that? No, I'm getting mixed up. How does that go? Uttama Shloka Vartaya. Now, that uh, with every rising and setting of the sun, our lifespan is being decreased. We say, oh, beautiful, beautiful morning, nice sunset. Means another day has passed. The lifespan is being decreased, except those, except for those who utilize their time in discussing topics of Krishna. So having attained this human life, we should do whatever is required so that we don't get born again. And if we think that, well, I could enjoy myself, I'm young, I'm healthy, the world is so wonderful, there's so many things to enjoy, why not enjoy myself? Then we should consider 
that we've already enjoyed ourselves in so many lives and if we don't get serious about Krishna consciousness then we're going to have to enjoy ourselves again as a cat and a dog or, or a worm in cat's stool or dog stool and so many other forms of life are there. So considering this uh, we should do whatever is necessary uh, to be Krishna conscious. That requires guidance. That, that Krishna has made the system, that one should accept a guru for guidance. There's a theory, somewhat popular and in the modern age, that, well, we just read Prabhupada's books and then that's all, that's all you do, and then you're initiated. But uh, for practical guidance, we need personal guidance, and even how to understand Prabhupada's books. And so many people say so many things apparently based on Prabhupada's books. And there are so many positions and ideas and theories. Some people say, well, Prabhupada was wrong here, and uh, modern science has proved that uh, actually this and this and that and that. And, uh, we come to spiritual life with our sincere intentions and lots of misunderstandings. So good intentions are not enough. Uh, we require to be guided on the proper path and to receive the mercy of Krishna and all the Vaishnavas. So uh, accepting initiation means to accept a personal guide, a specific guide, or master, as Srila Prabhupada used that word, and uh, many guides, actually. The first, we find the first words of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Vande Guru, we offer our obeisances to all the gurus. So we have many gurus. When we say, just like, uh, I am a at least formally, or trying to be a disciple of Srila Prabhupada. He mercifully initiated me into Krishna consciousness. But uh, I have many gurus. Srila Prabhupada wanted, and here in this temple we see, he wanted that in all his temples there be uh, pictures of the gurus, the acharyas in recent times, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Srinathakur, Srila Gorki Shardas Prabhupada Maharaj, Srila Bhakti Vinayakur. Srila Jagannath Das Prabhupada Maharaj. So they're all our gurus. We have many gurus. They're all guiding us. We're linked to Krishna through uh, this chain. And in the present day also, anyone who gives a relevant instruction, helpful, for our advancement in Krishna consciousness, they may be considered our guru. In fact, Srila Prabhupada, when Srila Prabhupada, before he came to the West, when in Delhi, a librarian suggested to Srila Prabhupada that instead of concentrating on producing magazines, why don't you uh, write books that will be taken more seriously? Srila Prabhupada considered that his guru was speaking through this librarian. So the librarian certainly uh, was not on the same platform of spiritual dedication, advancement and realization of Srila Prabhupada. But Srila Prabhupada, because he was so much attuned 
to the instructions of his guru, found his guru's voice in a person who uh, was, uh, from that own person's point of view, uh, simply offering Srila Prabhupada's, who he didn't know the, the position, the spiritual position of Srila Prabhupada, what he considered some well-wishing advice. So uh, all the Vaishnavas, those who dedicate their lives in the service of Krishna, they are all uh, our well-wishers, and we can, uh, especially those who are seniors, we can take their guidance and advice uh, along the lines, anukuyasya sankalpa pratikuyasya vanjana, whatever is favorable for our advance within Krishna consciousness, we should accept that which is detrimental to our advancement in Krishna consciousness, we should reject, and anyone who instructs us along these lines should be respected as our guru. There is much, 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 much more to be said on this subject, but at the moment there is lack of time, so we'll go on with the proceedings, which is to uh, call the two candidates for initiation and uh, they can say their vows and take their beads here and then we'll go outside and the yagya and all that will go on over there. Rupa son, physical son and spiritual son of Ruchi Sevana Prabhu as is uh, known to the members of this community. Uh, now how long have you been? When did you first come to this Alachua community? Five or six years. So it's known to the members of this community. Has recently been serving in the United States Armed Forces in India, is that correct? Well, Afghanistan used to be part of India. <laughs> Stan, there's so many Stans, Tajikistan, Kazakhstan, Tatarstan. So they all have uh, this uh, Afghanistan, as Srila Prabhupada notes, Kandahar is the place of Gandhari, of Mahabharat fame, one of the great Satis, the, the uh, chaste wives, Gandhari, wife of Dhritarashtra. So he's recently serving there, which is uh, very dangerous. The whole material world is dangerous. But some places physically are more dangerous than others. The whole material world is dangerous. Um, at any time we can slip into sinful activities and uh, most of the soldiers serving there, they take sinful activities to be the norm. So it requires great determination to serve an army, it requires great determination to serve Krishna. And in those circumstances to maintain one's Krishna consciousness and one's, even one's diet, is uh, 
very difficult. It requires determination and courage. It requires great courage to take initiation in Krishna consciousness. Especially in, yeah, especially in the modern age, uh, in America, where so many people may discourage you. Oh, why are you doing that? Why are you, why are you doing that? It's, uh, how can you trust anyone? It requires great courage and commitment and faith to do so. Maybe more than the courage and commitment and, and faith that, that is required to uh, serve in the physical army. So, we congratulate you on your decision. So please uh, offer obeisance to Srila Prabhupada, to Sri Sri Gornitai, Sri Sri Radha Krishna Dhamma. We're all here by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. It's, we all know that, but just like we recite the ten offenses, we can recite it again and again and again. Yogata Bichare Kichuna Hipai Tomara Karunasha. If we examine what are our qualifications, just like in India, people always ask, one of the first questions people ask you, what are your educational qualifications? So, uh, if, we, uh, if, uh, if we ask, what are your spiritual qualifications? And if we examine Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he says, giving us instruction, he who is most spiritually qualified, he says, uh, if you examine my qualification, you'll find hmm, nothing. Nothing. But Tomara Karunasha, now one qualification is to uh, have great faith in the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. So by his mercy, we're going on. It's uh, no small thing to be a disciple in the modern age. It's, it's no small thing to uh, accept the duty given by our Acharyas to accept others as disciples. So uh, we're all praying for the mercy of the Vaishnavas to uh, discharge our responsibilities in the service of Srila Prabhupada and the Parampara. So, where are those books? Yeah, so, please tell me what are the uh, four, oh, four principles and how many rounds to chant daily? Yeah, okay, very good. It's a, it's a formality to us. This, in one sense, the whole ceremony is. In one sense, you could say the whole ceremony is a formality, but it's an important formality. It's it's a formal commitment. Before initiation, one may or may not, but after initiation, it's a very serious commitment to follow all these things. That's why it's said. So, uh, on behalf of Srila Prabhupada and all the Acharyas in the Parampara, just change your name, uh, adding to your name a little bit. The word Rupa will stay, before it one word, and after it one word. Your name is 
कृष्ण रूपक थैंक यू फॉर योर इंथ्यूसियास्टिक कंग्रेचुलेशन प्लीज एक्सटेंड ऑल योर ब्लेसिंग्स एंड गुड विशेज टू हिम यू मे टेक blessings from all the senior vaishnavas here krishna rupa shri prabhupada said the most important part of the name is das <laughs> we should know who das we are so the servant of the form of krishna or rupa means beautiful so beautiful krishna yeah bhakti Amy, please come and bow down before Shri Prabhupada and all the deities and your initiated spiritual master. I think Amy is not well known here. I think it's the first time visiting here. She's from New York area, and maybe she likes not to be known. She's quiet and shy humble vaishnavi and everyone has their role to play in krishna's service there are many many humble vaishnavas who they don't get biographies written about them they don't have disciples but they faithfully serve krishna through their lives and they go to krishna there may be many many thousands like that so we have to see if krishna is pleased that's the whole purpose as shila prabhupada wrote in one report uh in chaitanya charitamrita he said everyone should simply serve krishna to their best capacity it's not that everyone has to be like ramanuja acharya or madhvacharya if one if one even once with feeling offers krishna even a leaf krishna will be so satisfied that he will say i cannot repay the debt now i have to give myself to his devotion so we need all kinds of devotees to in our krishna conscious movement frontline and those who are very setting a very nice example by their simple humble service and sometimes those who are less well known or they they come up unexpectedly Prabhupada wasn't considered a great devotee by his godbrothers but he came came up so better to be in like a needle and out like a plow than in like a plow and out like a needle <laughs> so yeah please and my arm is so long ajana langata bhujayanga anaksha please sit comfortably sit comfortably you can sit like this here talking saying sit properly so let's sit like this yeah please say the four regulated principles
just one point that this uh, tilak, the two should be joined together, not separated. Then, uh, how many rounds on these beads? You're going to chat minimum 16 rounds. So, uh, on behalf of Srila Prabhupada and the Parampara, I'm giving you a name of Srimati Vadharani, whose servant we all are, or we aspire to be the servants of the servant. Your name is Adi Shakti Devi Dasi. Krishna has many, many potencies and they all act to please him. And the source of all of them, the first is Radha, who is known as Adi Shakti, or the original energy or potency of Krishna. And you are a servant. Hare So, Okay, so the ceremony will continue outside as there's a rule against fires inside the temple. The only fire that is allowed inside the temple, well, there's on the altar offering the incense and ghee, and the fire of the Sankirtan Yagi. That should go continuously in the temple. The 